Welcome to the Rediscovering Your Creative Self podcast, where you get a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation for your creative practice. The language of art. What language, or we could say media, do you speak? I think all of us have a way in which we enter into the artistic process. Some of us, drawing is it. The way we draw, the way we express ourselves in line, the way we travel in our minds and what we're connected to when we're drawing things that we see in real life. Drawing and that line is our connection. It's our portal. Others, and I think I'm in this category, are painters. We're largely expressive with large shapes with a brush. We like to move all over the canvas. We don't want to see a point. We want to express largely, freely, less controlled. And it's kind of ironic, I think, for me, um, in terms of you know, saying I, the less control, because I think every other part of my life is very organized and very controlled. And when it comes to my art, it's like, it's a freedom. It's a breaking away. It's this big explosion of energy. It's that release. You know, I often have one of my favorite dreams is I picture myself and my arms are wide open and kind of feel the air blowing and I'm skating, but the, the skating rink is endless. There's no boundaries. There's no borders or walls. And I'm effortlessly skating. It's not like I'm even using muscles. It's kind of a non-gravity kind of movement. And it's so free and it's so expressive. And that's what I feel when I paint. And then others enter into the process with sculpture. They make things. They feel the clay and the material through their fingers and they shape something with that. That connection and that physicality and that squishing and that just feeling the material and molding it three-dimensionally is how they enter into the process. You also find that there's collage and assemblage people, people that love to find items and selectively put them together in an interesting combination. I feel that way sometimes too. In layers, the layers of things interest me. What is on top of something else and what peeks through in the end is important. So whether you draw or you paint or you sculpt or you're, you know, a collage, assemblage, mixed media kind of person, we all have a way in which we enter into this artistic, creative, divine process that I believe is probably the most connected to who we are. Our ability to play, our ability to imagine, our ability to create. I think it's, it's such an important process, but understanding how you enter into that process is key. 
because it determines the visual linguistics, the language of art that you speak. And when you understand that, you start to change the way you are able to enter into that process and to continue that process for a longer duration in any one sitting that you sit down without getting frustrated or, you know, just feeling disconnected. You understand how you speak, then you're better able to set yourself up for success in your creative process. You know, I always find um, when I'm teaching, especially in um, when I was doing undergraduate teaching and students were learning, I always get to know the students. I, I In my mind, I'm trying to think, what language does this person speak? And sometimes I may see somebody and we're in drawing class and, you know, they're they don't seem as connected or there's like a disconnect. And then, you know, we take a break, you know, from the model or if it's just a regular drawing class, you're doing a still life, whatever, you take a break. And I'm noticing this students doing, for instance, embroidery, like, you know, doing this embroidery and she's making beautiful stuff. And this is an illustration student. And I say to him, do you realize that you could do this for illustration? There are people who've done time covers in, in embroidery for illustration. Children's books, wonderful things. And so when you understand where a student is coming from or where yourself as an artist is coming from, you can then guide the process because if you think about it, Everything that student was learning about drawing in line is also transferred to embroidery, isn't it? The stitches, their lines, there's gestural quality to that and the way that you can apply the stitches onto the surface and then how you layer the colors and the thickness of the, you know, string and the quality and the type of material that you use and the surface and all of those things just like drawing, just like paper. Paper is a surface. So when you know what helps you to enter into the process, you increase your ability to sustain an active engagement in that process. So think about your own work. Think about the things that you love about what it is you do how you're feeling when you're creating. And those things usually give you some great clues about where you connect. And when you drop off, you know, you lose engagement, you, um, you know, have frustrations or things like that. What are those things too? Because those will give you clues of where you just went off track. And there's many, many, many ways to re-enter into the process. I just explained one of them. Maybe the media or medium that you're using isn't the right one. It doesn't speak the language that you want to speak. 
just because you're an artist doesn't mean you have to use every, you know, or be great in or enjoy working in every media possible. I'm mixed media, so I like a lot of different things. But some people, they have a way that they like to enter into the process. And when they feel forced, and what I mean by forced is that social acceptance of, I'm an artist, I should be able to know how to do this, or I should be doing this kind of process. I must paint, you know, to get X and X kind of effect. No, you must do what comes natural to your internal language, that internal dialogue that your creative being speaks. Whatever that connection is, that's your entryway. So you know what it is that makes you tick, but also makes you perform at your best. Just because other artists, you know, we all follow things on social media and, and we compare ourselves, right? Oh, I hate that word. I hear that so often, especially from students, compare. Well, I look at this and I look at that. Don't compare. Look inside. Don't look out. Look inside yourself. See what you need. See what makes you function in the best way that you can. Those are your clues. It's wonderful to look and be inspired by what other people are doing. That's wonderful, especially when it's something that, you know, it's kind of in the same vein of interest that you are. But don't make yourself do something that you just don't feel is connecting to you. Kind of a waste of time. All it's doing is frustrating you. And all it's doing is disengaging you from wanting to practice. And if you don't do your practice, you don't get better and you don't produce your work that you want to do. So it's kind of a vicious cycle, right? If you do more work or you find more connection, more deeper connection to your work, then you will do more because you feel that it's 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 like you, this is great. I want to, you know, I'm having such a great time. I'm just loving this. This is looking so awesome. That's a feeling that you want to have. And not always just things. I mean, you're going to have stumbling blocks, but not a stumbling block that's so disconnected. It's just a mishap. Some things happen. We all understand that. We recognize that. But when it's a complete disengagement, not feeling like this is a you kind of thing. So what I'd like you to do this week is think about what language do you speak? What are the tendencies? And you could be like me. I have multiple, you know, I'm kind of that, that mixed media, multidisciplinary, but that I have a hierarchy, even within that hierarchy. I have a, I mean, within those range of disciplines, I have a hierarchy and painting is definitely, it is definitely um, the top of the list. So what's your hierarchy? What's your list? And maybe it's just within one range of, of media. But even in that range of media, 
So if we talk about pencils, for instance, my goodness, there's oil-based and, you know, water-soluble. And I mean, there's so much diversity within that drawing point, that linear mark making, you know, maybe it could be ink pen, you know, for that darker, blacker line. Maybe you change to a certain kinds of brushes that make a line. Maybe you like erasing and pulling back that additive and subtractive process. And there's many things that you can think about with that, like scratchboard. So even within your language of, you say, I love line. There's many different types of mediums that can allow you to express yourself in that way. So there's always diversity. And then there's this combination of all of those things in one piece, but it's the power of the line. Like for me, it's the power of the paint, the power of the brush, the power of the, for me, alternative repurposed and custom uh, mark making tools is what I use, you know? So I've changed the tools, but the expression, it's still there. So think about what language you speak. And then how can you grow those visual linguistics within that language to keep yourself engaged, to keep yourself in that creative moment for longer, for richer kind of experience. And with that, have a great week. And as always, create from the heart. This audio series is part of my Navigating the Labyrinth of the Creative Mind Patreon endeavor. The site uniquely intermixes self-reflection and personal storytelling with exploratory mixed-media techniques and expressive approaches to art making, elevating the creative consciousness and guiding each person on his or her own path to discovering the creative spark that resides within. Check us out at www.patreon.com slash Lisa L. Sear, and that's spelled C-Y-R.